0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. We probably have enough for everyone, but if we don't during the next break, someone will make more copies. Um, the handouts and the talks are all available on audiodharma.org. So if for some reason that you missed them, you can get them there. What we just did, um, this very simple meditation, kind of the idea of offering goodwill and receiving or appreciating, is closely related to the most ancient form of loving-kindness practice that is written in any of the Buddhist books, big, heavy books like this. Um, Throughout this course, I'm going to offer different ideas about ways you might experiment with loving-kindness practice. This is a very creative practice. If Mindfulness meditation is about being with what is. Loving-kindness is about noticing what is and using our imagination to cultivate our minds to maybe approach things with a little bit more wisdom or gentleness or understanding. Um, Today, though, rather than be um, really open and creative and experimental, I'm going to introduce the sort of classic way that loving-kindness practice is taught here in the West that's based on still very ancient but much newer documents and scriptures from around 500 A.D. Um, But all of it is based on this idea of offering and this idea of cultivating an attitude or an internal posture or a mindset. That's the foundation. So, an analogy for loving-kindness practice, this more active kind of approach of cultivation, is... um, Consider the beautiful qualities of the heart and mind are like groundwater deep in the earth. Even science recently has begun to show that infants have a sense of generosity and compassion. This is innate, it's in us. In our busy lives and our distractions and the way we're brought up or enculturated, it can be covered over or forgotten about sometimes but mindfulness meditation practice is providing and loving kindness meditation practice provide an access point like a well down to that groundwater and the intentions that we cultivate this movement of the heart that we cultivate by offering and appreciating is like the pump that draws the water up from the groundwater up into the surface of our lives Don't be surprised if, in the process of drawing up the groundwater of the innate love and kindness within you, that a lot of gunk might come out, too. Mud, yucky stuff. What happens when things get covered over is you've got to work through what covers over that innate process or that innate tendency before you get to the good stuff, most of the time. Some people don't find that to be true, at least not initially, That was actually my experience, but it caught up with me about a year later. So you're going to run into it sooner or later. It's entirely possible that you run into things that don't feel like love or kindness. It doesn't mean it's not working. In fact, it means it is working. Then the trick or the task is to be careful and gentle and kind with that. Oh, I'm really angry. How can I hold that? Once loving kindness is firmly established the intentions and even positive emotions can flow quite freely and it can become quite pleasurable or concentrating people have found that Don't expect that all the time you're probably going to be happier if you don't expect it at all and just let it happen when it happens and don't hang on to it when it goes away classic mindfulness practice so um, as I mentioned this simple way that we've been offering benevolence or goodwill is really closely related to the most ancient forms of kindness practice some of you, many of you who were here last week, you remember the tree spirit story or the ghost story that I told? Okay. So, on the handout from last week, there is um, a copy of the discourse that is referred to in that story. It's called the Metta Sutta. And it's very, very old. It's actually a chant. And it has what's the most. Um, it's the best record of what we have As far as what folks were doing With love and kindness practice Back near the time of the Buddha Which is almost 2600 years ago now So you might want to take a chance To read it at some point I'm just going to quote from it a little bit Right now This is the basic notion To wish in gladness and in safety May all beings be at ease Whatever living beings there may be Weak or strong Omitting none The great, the mighty Medium, short or small The seen and the unseen Those living near and far away Those born and to be born May all beings be at ease So that gives an idea of the intention that we're going for and they talk a little bit about the process too the attitude even as a mother protects with her life her only child so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings radiating kindness over the entire world upwards to the skies downwards to the depths outward and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will so this is describing a person who is doing this all of the time in a really simple way with every breath, with every step and if you're interested in sitting retreats they offer retreats where you can experiment with this Um, Or you can embed it in little moments of your day, if you like. It's a great thing to do while waiting in a line or stuck in traffic. I use it in traffic all the time. It really helps shift my mood, actually. (laughs) So. The more structured form of loving-kindness practice that came later is based on categories of who receives the loving kindness from the practitioner Um, these categories are based on principle of start with what's easiest so in ancient India these categories went like this self benefactor friends neutral people or strangers enemies or hostile people and then finally rippling out like ripples in a pond all beings now you might notice as I did that self comes first in ancient India they hadn't encountered neurotic contemporary culture okay (laughs) Um, we are not living 2600 years ago In North India And our culture has changed a great deal And many of us are raised Or given messages that we're not okay That we shouldn't be kind to ourselves That the way to get ahead is to um, Somehow force ourselves Or not feel right It's epidemic So Even my Burmese teacher Sayadaw Indika, When he taught us westerners Flipped the first two categories And that's how I'm going to do it as well Um, We're going to start by cultivating loving-kindness towards the benefactor. So, it's kind of an old-term benefactor, right? Um, By benefactor, talking about someone who is or has been in the past supportive of you. Perhaps they've inspired you. If it's someone you don't know, people choose... Nelson Mandela, the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, figures like that sometimes. Many people choose a historical to them figure, so an old school teacher or uncle or grandparent, who just, maybe not all the time, but sometimes offered that unconditional love or support or appreciation to them. So um, that's the first step is starting to cogitate about who that might be and if you're lucky you might have more than one you can pick from and it's okay to change though I ask that you change from day to day and not in the same meditation just for concentration purposes unless you're having trouble getting going and then it's okay it's like flipping through a deck of cards to find someone who works it doesn't even have to be a person it can be a religious figure the Virgin Mary it can be a pet so it's okay to be creative the idea is that this is someone who when you think of them brings an easy smile to your face and warmth to your heart nothing complicated and if you don't have anyone like that in your life try to remember a time where someone wasn't complicated, a specific instance. That can be really helpful. So after you choose the person, the next step, and this is actually a classic kind of pre-practice for loving kindness that you can do with any of the categories, is to think about things that you admire or appreciate about them, virtues they have, good things they've done, for you or for others Um, intentionally cultivating any kind of gratitude that you might have so if you're willing to go along with me what I'd like to propose is that you turn to a person near you and talk about this for just a few minutes you're going to take turns person A talks for two or three minutes and then I'll ring a bell and then person B will talk While person A is talking, person B can ask clarifying questions, but please, no real conversation. Otherwise, you'll be talking for the next 45 minutes, and I'll be out of a job. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) If you want to opt out of this, you can. If you have trouble finding someone, start walking up towards me, and I'll set you up. So I'll ring once to start, once to change, and once to end. So... Okay, that's a lot livelier than you are when I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) So welcome back. Um, Maybe just um, take a moment to settle back into your body. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, how you can take what you just spoke about and apply it to the meditation practice, okay? Um, So in addition to this pre-practice of considering what you appreciate about your benefactor, virtues, good deeds, how they've helped, um, there's a few other components to classic loving-kindness meditation practice. There's phrases that we use that can focus our um, intentions, kind of clarify our intentions a little bit and tonight I'm going to teach a version of the classic ones as we go on through the weeks increasingly I'm going to encourage you to come up with your own and maybe even collaborate with each other to come up with some Um, using your own language is fine using um, creativity, humor is fine Great, actually meditation, this kind of meditation is more of an art, you can really let your imagination kind of roam freely in parts of it, encourage you to do that the classic phrases though are may I be happy or may you be happy may you be healthy may you be safe may you be at peace or at ease may you know joy so those are the ones we're going to work with tonight and I'm going to explain more of this as the meditation unfolds there is a copy of meditation instructions on the handout so you don't have to worry about taking notes about it if you don't want to unless writing is part of how you think it is for some of us Um, the phrases themselves I wanted to say a few words about them because a lot of people have issues with them actually That may I kind of sounds like A school kid asking permission to some people That's not the intention It's that it's a wish Not an aspiration Not a requirement Not even a mantra Though it can be a little bit like a mantra In the fact that it repeats But it's an aspiration A healthy desire if you will Um if anything, the metta phrases are probably most closely related to prayer, more so than like a mantra and affirmation practice. The difference being that in this form of meditation, at least in the Buddhist form of it, we're not directing these wishes to a higher power. We're thus dropping them into our own hearts and letting them move out into the world. If you have another spiritual tradition, many people like to combine it with their spiritual tradition and that's beautiful, it's perfectly okay. I volunteer as an interfaith chaplain and many Christians really enjoy this meditation. So, in addition to the phrases, there's three other components. Calling someone to mind, which at this point hopefully someone is in your mind. There's aiming our intentions and our phrases. So aiming our goodwill at them. That's part two. And then part three is the settling back and noticing the results. Appreciating them or savoring them or, if it's some of the muck, acknowledging them and being with them kindly. So that's probably enough about it. How do you feel about trying a little version of it? Okay, so please close your eyes. Settle into a comfortable posture. call to mind the person you chose as your benefactor you can use an image of them of their face maybe maybe a moment of them smiling or if you're more sensory than visual just imagining a felt sense of them as if they're nearby, sitting across from you or next to you. Either way, try to get a sense of the presence, as if in some way they might be here with you now. Maybe take just a moment or two to recall some of these Positive qualities, beneficial actions, or virtues. Not a big long discussion, just like a little list. In your mind. Simply, without much internal conversation. Notice how it feels to appreciate them. next step is to start to gently collect your attention around your whole torso especially the center of your chest your heart center notice, acknowledge whatever is there feelings, sensations and see if you can notice your breath as it moves through the area around the center of your chest. The aliveness and the warmth of it. You might even imagine, play with the idea that you can breathe directly into your heart center and out again. The movement of the heart, born on the breath. And in your own rhythm, with your own time, each inhale, appreciate this person, gathering a sense of your feelings for them, of their presence. Each out-breath, offer wishes of goodwill. warmth, friendliness, wishing them the best. Staying connected with this rhythm. Focus your intentions of loving kindness.